The scripture reading for today is from John 2, 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, and the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I have a couple of uh, assistants helping me this morning. Thank you guys very much. So that's perfect. Thank y'all very much. We are continuing a sermon series today called Recreation Recreation. I'm going to set this up here. All right. So um, y'all heard it earlier. Today we're celebrating someone's birthday. Who knows whose birthday? John Wesley. I heard it. Amen. Amen. So tomorrow is John Wesley's birthday, and um, he would have been 318 years old. So in honor of his birthday, we thought it'd be fun to play a game this morning. Uh, This series, uh, Recreation, Recreation, uh, if you, I think this is week two. My weeks are running together. But um, this is a fun series for this summer, and we want it to be... um, lighthearted, and we want you to come comfortable. Uh, if, if you haven't heard yet, we want this to be, uh, you want you to dress comfortably. If you're comfortable in a tie, you wear that tie. But if you're comfortable wearing a t-shirt, you wear that t-shirt, and, or anything in between. And uh, we just, it's a fun series. We want it to be a fun summer and, uh, and enjoy one another. So I have this trivia game this morning about John Wesley, and I need two people who are gonna, two adults, okay, who are gonna come play. And what you're playing for is this John Wesley um, vintage, limited edition, straight from uh, Amazon bobblehead, okay? I should have prepared that better. Um, So, big deal, $24.99 if you need, if you, yep, okay? Um, So, I need two adult volunteers. I'm going to let you think. I got one. Come up here. I got someone volunteering someone else. And we say no. Oh, got someone volunteering someone else? Oh, I got a yes. Okay. Y'all come on up. Thank you, guys. I don't know. Okay. I'm like, I I don't, you can't, Hazel can't help you win, though. Okay. She can stand here, but you can't accept, can't have her giving you answers. Y'all come up here. Okay. So we got Tank. We got Michael. You ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is family feud style. What that means is that you're going to stand with your hands behind your back. Okay. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read the question. It's multiple choice. 
So we're making it easier on you. And um, if you think you know the answer at any time, you can ring that bell, but I'm gonna stop reading the question and you're gonna answer. If you get it wrong, I'll read the rest of the question and the other person can have a chance to steal. Okay, and everyone can say good answer if you want to, okay? Because that's the best part of Family Feud, right? So um, question number one. John Wesley served as a missionary to what state? A, Texas, B, Delaware, C, Georgia, D, all of the above. Uh, Delaware. Wrong. D, all of the above. Wrong. <clears throat> okay, Georgia. Georgia, that's right, good answer, woo! I was like, crap, more. <laughs> awesome job. That's okay, it's all good. We're, this is all fun, 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 fun. Um, <laughs> they gave me the answers, so, you know. <laughs> okay, ready? At a society meeting, on what street was Wesley's heart strangely warmed? A, Sesame Street. B, Straight Street. C, Aldersgate Street. D, all of the above. Aldersgate. Aldersgate, that's right. That's right. That sounded right, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number three, what was the name of John Wesley's mother? A, Susanna, B, Samantha, C, Sarah, D, all of the above. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, Susanna, Samantha, Sarah, all of the above. That's right. That's right. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Number four, what denomination was John Wesley a lifelong member of? No. Do you want me to read all the answers? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a trick question. It's a trick question, right? So A, United Methodist, B, Anglican, C, Lutheran, D, all of the above. It was Anglican. That's right. Yeah, it's trick. I'm sorry. Yep, I know. I knew it was coming. Okay, number five. What year was the United Methodist Church founded? A, 1903, B, 1968. C, 1776, D, all of the above. Ooh, 1796? Uh, no, that was 1776, but it wasn't C either. So do you want to guess? 300 years ago. Yeah. 1903, 1968, 1776. I want to say A. No. It's either B. There you go. <laughs> Did I say 200 years ago? I don't know. Oh, his birthday. No, but that's his birthday, and then he was founded the Methodist Church. Uh, uh, the United, it's, it's a long story. I'm going to let Pastor Rick explain that when he gets back from the sabbatical, okay? So, all right. I believe the final score was three to two, so you did a great job. Good job. Y'all shake, shake it out. You win your own limited edition. John Wesley Bubblehead. Awesome. I hope you guys had fun with that, and I, and I really mean it. I hope that you had some fun here today in the Fellowship Hall. Um, I hope you laughed, and I hope you had a great time in this holy place of worship. Because you see, sometimes I think, uh, I'm afraid that we have this idea that advancing the kingdom and fun don't go together, that we have to leave the parties and the fun if we want to be serious about the kingdom of God. But today, I want to remind you that play is a part of God's plan. God intends for recreation to be a balancing part of our lives. Um, I'm going to give you the definition of recreation. It's, it's um, defined as activity done for enjoyment when you're not working. 
So recreation, activity done for enjoyment when you're not working. So even if you really love your job and it's a lot of fun, recreation is something you do when you're not working, when you're having fun. And I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like Sabbath. Last week, we started this series and we discussed Sabbath and we used this Jenga game as an illustration. And I wanna, I wanna remind you, um, Jenga is a lot of fun to play, I guess, if you're a crazy person. It gives me anxiety, but it's fine. Um, you know, the Jenga, I'm not gonna play it because I'm terrible. We're just gonna pretend. So you take pieces from the bottom, you add them to the top, and as you're doing that, the bottom gets a little bit less stable, right? And eventually, it gets too unstable and it topples over. And life, um, it's an illustration of life. So as you're going through your week and you... Um, You've got, you know, baseball practice for your kids that you've got to be at. I'm really bad at this game. Y'all just pretend like I'm playing. But you got baseball game. I did it. And, uh, and you got to be there earlier for that every day, so you don't want to forget. And then maybe you've got this big project due at work, so you've got to work a little bit later in the evenings. And, uh, and so that's taking some time. And then you um, are teaching your Sunday school class, so you've got to make time to prepare for that. And then you've got dinner that you need to prepare because who's, somebody's got to feed everybody. And eventually your, your Jenga tower starts to get a little wobbly, right? And eventually it's not, it can't play it forever. At some point the Jenga tower falls over. And Sabbath is God's opportunity to reset that Jenga tower so that you can play it again. Sabbath is this idea of recreation, that we're having fun and we're enjoying ourselves, and recreation, that we're letting God renew us and restore us. And when, we put the, when we're practicing those things, it gives God the chance to reset that Jenga tower so that you're not just trying to keep it all balanced. Um, I'm going to be honest with you all this morning. I had a little, stress, little stressful thing happen, right? And in my mind, it became a huge stress, and my Jenga tower tumbled, and I thought, how am I going to get through today? This is all ruined, and I can't keep it all together. And what God reminded me of as I was going through that stressful moment, he was like, Kayla, you got to let me reset that Jenga tower. Because even though that was this little stress that really wasn't a big deal, my Jenga tower was already unstable, right? I didn't spend my time in Sabbath this weekend like I should have. Didn't let God reset it. And that little stress made it tumble over. And that's what happens when you're going through your week and you think, well, I'll just rest next week. I'll take the time next week to reset my Jenga tower. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. We're not made to just keep playing because it's not, that's just not how we're designed. And so today we're going to talk about recreation. And um, we, I want to ask you, how much fun would Jenga be if you never played the game? If you just let it sit like a tower? If you called your friends and you said, hey, will you, come, you want to come over this weekend? We're going to look at the Jenga tower. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> no, you invite your friends over to play with the Jenga tower, right? Um, and that's how life is, that we, uh, we were made to have fun and, and play is a part of God's plan. Recreation should be a regular balancing part of our lives. And so I want you to think about this for a moment. Would a non-believer want to get to know a boring God? Or would they want to spend time with a group of boring people? As children of God, we have the greatest source of joy available to us. And we should be the happiest, most fun-loving, and joy-filled people that non-Christians encounter. 
Uh, for me, I, a memory that's ingrained in my mind is uh, in high school, I was 16 years old at a youth camp. And I was just starting to sort of get involved in church and realizing that I wanted to be a part of uh, my youth group. And we're at worship um, on, th- on Thursday night, which at camp Thursday night is usually called cry night because that's the night where everybody cries. And, um, uh, and a lot of times it's a very serious moment and God does some really cool things, but this was such a different experience for me. We're at camp and we're, uh, we had the altar call and the worship team gets back up. And instead of, um, instead of it being kind of this serious moment, they broke out into this really fun song. And um, I can't, the, the name of the song's not coming to me right now because I have two kids and my brain's kind of mushy, right? But, uh, but I remember being on the front row and I was like, well, this is different than anything I've experienced before. And we were jumping around and dancing, but all like genuinely praising God. And I, and I left that worship service and I thought, this is what I want to be a part of. This is joy. This is fun. Um, this, I, this is it. And, um, and that's always stuck with me that, uh, yes, God is um, a God of order and we have boundaries. Uh, if you remember a sermon series from a while back, you may hear us reference it sometimes. We said healthy boundaries foster life. They don't foster boredom. And I think that we have to come back to realize that God is a God of recreation and of fun and play is a part of his plan for our lives. We're not made to be boring just staring at the Jenga tower. Um, you know, it, it was customary uh, in the culture of Jesus's time to value the gift of community and family and celebrations like Jewish weddings, like we read in our scripture this morning. It was a feast and a celebration and it would last for several days. Uh, great preparations were made and it would have been a disgrace for that host to not serve the best wine or to run out of wine. Um, like the scripture said, often the host would serve the best wine first and then after people sort of started to get drunk, uh, he would serve the cheaper stuff. But we have to remember that God is a God of abundance and not scarcity. Um, weddings were an especially important occasion in the Jewish culture. Um, I don't know if you've seen the series Chosen. Uh, it's, on, um, it's on YouTube. I know there's a free app available now where you can watch uh, these videos. And it's this series about the life of Jesus. Um, very well done. I would encourage you to take a look at that if you haven't seen it yet. But this morning, we're going to watch a video clip of this, uh, the scripture passage we just read. Um, we're going to watch it on the screen. So let's check that out. <clears throat> I think that is such a neat depiction of, of Jesus having a good time. You know, we, we read the scriptures, and I, what I love about that video in that series is that it, it brings us this visual of, of what Jesus was like and what he did and what he went through. And um, it's so cool to see Jesus enjoying himself at that wedding celebration. And you see him, he has friends, and he's joking around, and he's having a good time. And um, yes, Jesus had some serious things to do on this earth, but he also made time for recreation, and he made time for fun with his friends and his family. Um, there is a, sorry, let me go to this page. <laughs> um, I think that God longs to give us this revelation of how incredibly fun it is to have him as our father. 
and he longs to guide us in this lifestyle of abundant joy and to remember that play is a part of his plan for our lives. Um, God's fun may look different than the world's, right? So there's fun that the world has that we, we would choose not to partake in. But even though that looks different, um, we have to remember that fun outside of God's boundaries is just a cheap imitation that won't last. Like we said, healthy boundaries foster life, not boredom. Um, There's lots of examples in scripture about God's children experiencing joy that is unattainable apart from God. I'm going to read some of those to you. Psalm 1611, David writes, you make known to me the path of life and your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The fullness of fun is found with God because he guides us to that path of true life. He sets us free. He heals us, loves us, rejoices over us, has grace for us, and longs to fulfill our desires. Uh, John 10.10 is a scripture I think we've referenced several times over the past few weeks he says, the thief comes to steal and kill, steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly, abundantly. God longs to lead you to that fullness of life today, and he longs to guide you to those riches of his love and experience the fun that it, ha- that it can be to have him as your Lord and Savior. Um, our father loves parties, <laughs> Uh, I think just seeing that, again, seeing that video clip of Jesus at a party and how much fun he was having, that seems, might seem foreign. It might seem like, uh, what? <laughs> um, but I want to read a scripture to you from Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26. Uh, There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. Uh, You know, in our scripture this morning and in that clip, Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine to keep this feast going, to keep the party going. Uh, You see in Revelation 19, the foretelling of this great marriage between the lamb uh, and, and his bride, where we celebrate our total and complete union to, with God. And that's the party to end all parties. Psalm 30, 11 and 12, I'm going to read that. It says, you've turned for me my mourning into dancing. You've loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. What I love about this scripture is that um, as much as we're talking about fun and recreation, I don't want to be oblivious to the fact that life is hard sometimes. And there is sadness, and there's grief, and there's disappointment, and there's discouragement, there's depression. Um, But God even takes those things. He wants to take those burdens. He wants to take your mourning and give you dancing. To take your, um, they call it sackcloth, but your... um, Again, that's just kind of this idea of like mourning and, and repentance and shame and clothed you with gladness that you would praise God even in the midst of those hard things. So I don't want you to hear that we're just being flippant about the fact that life can be difficult and life can be hard. 
But the joy that we have is that Christ walks with us through that. And um, he still wants to give you joy and fullness and abundant life. Um, I'm going to wrap up this morning. I want to invite our worship team back up. And I want to encourage you just for a couple of things this, this week. Um, examine your life and really look at it honestly. Does your life reveal that you believe that play is a part of God's plan for you? Do you, do you think recreation is something that you are intentional about or something that you can do without feeling guilty? Um, I know my husband, he uh, works really hard for our family, and he farms with his family sometimes, and sometimes him taking a day to just have some fun, he struggles with feeling guilty about that because there's always more to get done, right? But I want to encourage you, if that's you this morning, that... Um, Play is a part of God's plan for your life. We have to have balance. We have to give God opportunity to reset that Jenga tower because we're not made to just keep running and running and working and never resting and never having time to play. Um, here's a few ideas for this week. Uh, I love dad jokes. If you need a moment of fun, just Google free dad jokes. It'll be fun. I promise. I'm going to give you that one for free. Uh, Checking out some funny videos just to, to have some joy and to laugh. Maybe play a board game or cards or Jenga with your friends. Invite them over uh, or with your family. But once a month, what if you scheduled something fun to do once a month? And it does two things. It, it fills that time before the event with anticipation. And then you get to experience the joy and the fun of that anticipation being fulfilled when that event finally arrives. Just once a month. Just start with that. That may seem really big. It may seem really small, but I think it's a starting place for all of us. Once a month, plan something fun with your family, for yourself, or for, with your friends. And the last thing, um, I want to encourage you to come to our Wesley birthday block party this Wednesday. Uh, it's this Wednesday, 6 to 8, here at the church. It's for both of our campuses, and it is going to be a time of fun and play. And so I, I hope you'll come, come be a part of that. I'll talk more about it in a minute, but... Um, but I really hope you'll take this week and find out where can you have some play, where can you have some fun, and where can you put this into practice. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your good plans that you have for our life. Father, I thank you that you uh, are a God who cares about us when we're struggling. You care about us when we um, are in need and we're just um, worn out or tired, um, worn down or discouraged. Father, that you tell us to cast those cares upon you. Father, that we would lay them at your feet. You tell us, come to me, those who are um, burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And so, Father, I pray that um, for anyone who's in that season right now, this morning, I pray that they would um, make a choice to cast that upon you, to trust in you, and to come to you, and that you would give them rest, Father, that you would give them um, joy and peace and perseverance. And I pray that all of us this week, we would find a way to, um, to play, to have fun, but to show the joy that you've given us, that you've placed inside of us. Father, help us to be people of joy 
that we would shine your light for those around us that don't know you or they don't believe in you. Father God, you can take that, um, just the little moments that we have, the little things that we do, and you can use it for your glory and you can reach um, the lost. And so we, we pray that you would do that and pray that you would help us to be obedient. And we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.